We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Another edition of the Ramsock Radio Podcast. It has been a while, but we have some good news today that came out of the Rams camp, and we're going to read the statement live. The Los Angeles Rams have relieved Jeff Fisher from head coaching duties, the team announced today. Making a decision such as this, especially during the season, is one of the most difficult in sports, said Rams owner Stan Kroenke. I have great respect for Jeff as a coach, person, father, and friend. He has worked tirelessly despite some challenging circumstances. He played an integral role in helping this team make history in returning the NFL to Los Angeles, and we will always be grateful for his commitment and dedication to our organization. However, this is the right time to make a change as our performance has not lived up to my or our fans' expectations. We are focused on improving as an organization and building a team that makes Los Angeles proud. Our mission is to celebrate a Super Bowl title with our fans in Los Angeles. Today is the first step to bringing us closer to that goal. Fisher was hired as a head coach of the Rams in 2012 and has amassed a record of 31, 45, and 1 in nearly five seasons. That's the statement that the Rams put out today. So what do you think? <laughs> I'll start. I think this is the right time. It might have been a little while ago but this is a better time than ever. 
you know, I get, I think they wanted to give him the gear. I think, you know, they felt like they owed that to him after him taking the team to Los Angeles. Him, you know, we forget because it's been so frustrating for so long. He did take this team out of the gutter. We were awful before he got here. And before this year, we've been mediocre every year. But the team wasn't going anywhere. And after the game against Atlanta yesterday, it's the worst game they played all year. The team's checked out. No, they didn't want to be there. They made tons of mistakes. It was just the whole game was a microcosm of the Fisher era. The penalties cost us every every time we got a big play. It seemed like there was a penalty. This was the right time. They bring in Fossil. He's a guy that I think the players like, and I think they'll come to play for for these last three games. We don't have a draft pick, so there's no reason to throw away the season. This is the right time. It should have been a couple weeks ago, but now's a good time. Should have been a year ago. Yeah, ago. Well, yeah, I agree. Should have been a year ago. Been writing about that for more than a year now. It wasn't going anywhere. It was the same thing over and over again. And you know, Stevie hit that nail on the head. A microcosm: penalties, drop footballs, bad offense. And Todd Gurley mentioned with a middle school offense out there. Just you know, this, this, this is the NFL. And I understand he's a player's coach, and the players like them. You can like them, but you not play well. It was clear that, that you know he wasn't reaching in them anymore to get the best of And uh, I heard a couple complaints today, especially at NFL Network, about, well, why would you do this in a short week? I think it's because you had to. I think it's because you had to. I, I think that uh, the performance yesterday put that team in such um, a... It put everybody in such a bad place. The fans, the media. I mean, I've never seen the media roast a team, even the Iowa 16 Detroit Lions, like the media roast the Rams. It was unbelievable to me how how it was a constant beat down on the Rams, and, and they deserve it. They just deserve it. Even it, go ahead. Well, just to throw this in quick, I mean, you said Iowa 16 Lions think it is bad. The Browns are 0 13, and we are we were the laughing stock of the league yesterday. I mean, something's got to give. It's, it's so bad that even on Madden 17, uh, the little coaches and, and announcers pop up on the bottom with their little quotes, and it's always talking about how bad the Rams' offense is. Um, and you can't get past that when you play the game. So, you know, they're even being made fun of in video games. It, it's time for Fisher to go. I agree with you guys. You should have went a long time ago. I think Boris has got to go too. Um, I almost think they should just get rid of him now. Um, but I don't know who they'd have run the offense for the rest of the year if they did that. Um, I'm just hoping, you know, that they can – I hope that they did this soon enough to where they can get their head coaching search done, you know, during this season instead of waiting till the off season, so they can start talking to people now instead of waiting. Unless, of course, they're going to talk to a team that's going to be going into the playoffs or something along those lines. But Fisher definitely needed to go, and – I'm, I had spoke to Derek this week and said, you know, I've been a Rams fan since 1966, um, long before you were born, Steve. <laughs> and uh, I, I watched, you know, Deacon Jones play and, and all the fearsome foursome. And I watched the Eric Dickersons and I watched the Pat Haydens and the Joe, you know, the, the Vince Ferragamos and all those guys play clear back when I was a kid. And I've been diehard. I've stuck with them through 
thick and thin through everything. And I have to admit, this season uh, really had me rethinking this whole football thing. I, I really thought about just not watching football anymore because I didn't want to be disloyal to the Rams. But yet, I, I'm tired of watching this year after year after year. And I told Derek, if they didn't fire Fisher by the end of the season, I think I'm done with football. And that's hard for me to say because I love football, but I just couldn't take it anymore. And to see him go now, that's that's exciting to me. I think this year, more than anything, was so frustrating because you know, in the past we've been bad, but where team really was never that good. You know, This year we have one of the best players in the league in Aaron Donald, one of the best young running backs in Todd Gurley. We had a quarterback that we traded up for that we didn't play for more than half the season. We have a lot of talent on defense, and yet we're weak on the O-line and we're weak at receiver. But even at receiver, we saw Kenny Britt come alive. We know we have talent in Kayvon Austin. This year, more than ever, it was just so frustrating because the talent was there. And since the bye week, it's been ugly. But when we were 3-1 and one in those four, those four straight losses, or sorry, three straight losses we had before the bye, a lot of that came down to coaching, bad game management, and penalties, which has been a staple of the Fisher era, and that just needs to change. It's hard. To, it's hard to you know when you when you have followed Jeff Fisher over the years, you know, with the Titans and out the Rams, and you know, as a coordinator, you know, he has a reputation for being a good man and a, you know, a player's coach. And it's hard to sit there and say, you know, well, you were kind of horrible as a Rams coach, and. In terms of steadying the ship, sure, you could say he did that, but now they're on that trajectory back down again. They're, they're to me, just as awful as they were in 2011, the year before he was hired. I, I don't think we can sit here and say, well, he did a good job. He, he was built to bring this team back. He was on the path, and he couldn't get out of his own way. Well, whoever they bring in, <laughs> they're going to have to be – a magnet for free agents because right now that's all we've got. I mean, we don't have anything for draft choices next year. Um, we're going to have to get a coach that can attract talent and get them to want to come play for this team. And, and this team's been horrible for a long time. Demoff is going to have to get – and Sneed, if Sneed, stay, if, if Sneed stays with the team, is going to have to get really creative with salary cap figure out what players are going to keep, what players are going to dump to make this team anything next year. So you got to figure that whatever coach they bring in is going to have to play with the tools that we have on the field now. And it needs to be somebody high enough profile to keep the fans' interest because if, if not, then attendance is going to be continue to go down from what it is now. And then you're going to have the whole L.A. nightmare again that you had, you know, before they left and went to St. Louis. So – I'm just really hoping that they bring in a high-profile coach that can bring in good free agents and take the team that we have now and really turn it around. And the other thing is bring in an offensive coordinator that can actually work with this team. I think we have enough talent on the offense that we could actually run a decent offense if we had a decent offense in place. So it's, it's a good time to fire Fisher. It should have been earlier but he's gone, but now they really need to work on who they're going to bring in to replace him. And there's a lot of names floating around out there. The Shanahans, um, Gruden's been mentioned, Jim Harbaugh's been mentioned. You know, which one of those do you think 
would be the best choice for the team if they can bring him in. I obviously, I think we can all agree Harbaugh is the best coach, but that's tall order. And we'll see. I mean, if he wants to come out of college, this is as good of a destination as any right now. I think it is going to be a good place for coaches to want to come. They have talent on both sides of the ball. They have a quarterback that could develop into something. And just on paper, if you add an old lineman or two, this team has the talent to get to the playoffs, no doubt. As long as they, you know, you mentioned they have to work with what they got. we got to lock up True in the offseason and some of the other guys. I think Kyle Shanahan wouldn't be a bad option. I think you have to go with an offensive, a heavy offensive-minded coach after what we've had the past couple of years. Fisher didn't work out. Steve Fagnola didn't work out. I, I think Shanahan would be a decent option. I think if there are higher higher profile guys like Gruden or Harbaugh that are interested, you need to go after them hard. But at the moment, I don't see either of those guys come coaching in the NFL next year. I do. I think, you know, you got to think, especially for Harbaugh. Harbaugh, Harbaugh came out of a bad situation in Um I'm sure he has his own personal, you know, axe grind there. He he still wanted the coaching in the NFL. It has to be the right job. Ah, well, I don't. I can't think of any jobs um, that would be a better fit for him than the Rams. You have a young quarterback. You have players in place. You have you have the California spotlight, and the Rams can pay him, and they should pay him. Um, he also provides what you need organizationally. You don't see an offensive-minded coach. You need a kind of coach who will get in your face and not handle and not accept the BS. In the end, what Fisher started doing was, in my view, he started accepting the BS, the garbage you're going to get from these, you know, younger players. You didn't have veteran leaders on the team. You let go of your veteran leaders in the offseason in Laurinaitis and Chris Long, and you never filled that vacuum back up. So you need a coach who can come there and do that. And he doesn't have to be the greatest offensive line. He's a good quarterback. In terms of mind, you bring in with that, look at Norm Turner's offensive coordinator. I mean, if you, if this is this is L.A., you gotta pay big money, put an all-star staff together, a staff that's built to win. And that's the big mistake the Rams did. With Fisher, they went out there and they they just tried to build one in with no imagination whatsoever. Their entire staff right now, it's just homegrown, nothing. You didn't go out there and build a team. Other than that, Shanahan, so on and so forth. But, but to me, the guy, Harbaugh. You go, at, you go hard after uh, Harbaugh. Well, I think Williams has done enough to secure his job as the defensive coordinator. I think Fossil's a, a great defense or special teams coordinator. So I think those two guys, if they can deal with the new head coach that comes on board, um, those two guys are, are guys that should stay on board and they should do everything they can to keep them. But they obviously have to go after a new offensive coordinator. And, you know, I like Norb Turner, but, you know, he's he's a heck of a lot older than I am, and I'm old. So, you know, I don't know if he's the right fit or not. Um, but that's – anybody's got to be better than Boris. Boris was just brought in because it was convenient. He didn't really change much of the offense at all. I'm sitting there watching games, and I'm calling better plays than the offensive coordinator is. Um, and I'm not a professional coach. 
they they call plays that I you didn't let that tape on off in five yard flat, five yard flat, five yard flat, five yard flat. <laughs> well, the first one I really hated because it was so predictable that it was almost pick six right after the fumble, and you know by Thomas on the initial kickoff. So it could have been 14 to nothing really fast, which it was still 14 to nothing pretty quick. But can you imagine if that ball would have been pick six right then? That game would have been over right then. And the Rams' first half, other than the two mistakes that cost them touchdowns, didn't look too bad. But they obviously gave up at halftime. And, you know, when you have coaches that aren't willing to change and willing to do things differently – you're just going to be stuck in the same old groove, and that's what that's what's going on now. They need to shake it up big time. Um, well, coach is doing the same thing. Like you were saying, you look at these games that we lost. Um, you can even look at games we won. Look at the Jets game. We won nine. I was there. We won nine to six. It was the most boring football game I've ever watched. The most exciting play of the game was when Johnny Hecker hit an 80-yard punt, which was amazing. Um, you look at the Dolphins game. We had a great drive at the beginning. We got a 7 nothing. We played 50 minutes like we were trying to protect a 7 nothing lead and played as conservative as possible. We had a rookie quarterback in there. We literally didn't let him do anything. And at the end of the game, the defense got tired, and we gave up two scores and lost. It's stuff like that that is why we are talking about how bad these coaches are, and which is even worse for how much we've given Rob Boris crap. He might have been the most competent offensive coordinator that Jeff Fisher has hired. Because the guys before him were even worse. Uh, I wouldn't go. No, no, man. No, I disagree. I'll take he him over Shoddy. I'll take him over oh, Shoddy, no. Hey, you know what? At least once while Shoddy, you had a creative player too. Signetti actually started decent and then went downhill from there. This guy, Rob Boris, was a train wreck from day one, minute one. Couldn't couldn't play call his way out of paperback. I, you know. It got worse, and in, in in fairness to Boris, what was he, a tight ends coach last year? Yeah, no, he had no business having the job. I mean, we're coming down. You can know you come down on Fisher for this. Fisher owns it. And this is why Fisher should be fired. I saw people defending Fisher today um, on what kind of coach he is, that he's still a good coach. Listen, you're not a good coach. You're living off a reputation of one Super Bowl run. Which, by the way, happened because of a miracle at the end of an AFC wildcard game. That's all it really is to me. Well, he's one, what is he, one or two losses away from being the losingest coach in NFL history? He is the losingest coach in NFL history. He's tied, yeah, he's tied. He's tied, he's tied, because he was one game away. Yeah, he might not if he doesn't get another job. I mean, to me, if you want to hire him as a a personnel guy who, who can, you know, can work with your players at, you know, in the front office, fine. But you should never coach another NFL game again. And I will not, not accept any idiot, any talking head on on ESPN or NFL Network talking about how this is a good man who deserved better. No, BS. He had five years, and it was five years of the same garbage over and over and over again. He didn't deserve the job. He should have been fired a year ago. He and his son need to go spend a lot of time in Montana fly fishing. That's what I, I think they should do. So we've got Fossil coming in as the interim on a short week. And then, you know, we've only got, what, three games left. So, I mean, do we really have any expectations of any wins here? Do we think 
anything's going to really happen? I think they'll win one. Um, it's division games. They always play good against the division rivals for whatever reason. We might be better than San Francisco right now, and they're, they are way more checked out than us because they have a draft pick, and they want it to be low, and I think that's part of the reason why they lost to the Jets this week. Um, I think Fossil was the right call because he will actually wake – he's the guy that will wake up the players. Uh, Derek, I know you thought Williams was the guy, and I know both of you guys think he might stay on next year. But, you know, we watch Hard Knocks. I think John Fossil is the most energetic. I think he's the one that will actually get these guys to come out and play hard football. Because, you know, that second half, they were all checked out. And Jared got paid for it. I think he's a good call. I don't know if they'll win more than one of these games, but I definitely think they'll at least grab one. It's scary to me to think that Fossil could come in as head coach and some miracle happens and they win the last three and they decide to keep him on as head coach next season. <laughs> you know, I, I wouldn't doubt it with the way the organization's made decisions on coaches in the past, but oh, I, I hope that doesn't happen. That's all we got for you guys today. It is a glorious day in Rams Nation. We have finally fired Jeff Fisher. Fans, rejoice. Enjoy the day. And we'll see you after the Thursday game to go into what happened and how our boy Jared Goff has been playing. Thanks for listening. type of drama. Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Curry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.